Hey guys, welcome back to the Vice Casting Carol Season 1, Episode 32. Uh, we're back, hopefully for good, but uh, we had some problem with the feds recently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the first story I wanted to jump into real quick is that um, Google, they're trying to focus on their industry. Mainly is search, but they had a lot of other cool projects. For instance, Google Domains. It was a very useful tool to be able to buy domain names for relatively cheap and they didn't even charge for the extra features like the who is privacy uh, protection or dnssec but recently they've they said they're gonna focus on their core business and they're actually getting rid of some of these like google domains so squarespace actually bought them there's going to be a like 12 month acquisition period but squarespace will be the new uh domain part of google so if you bought a domain through Google, you're going to have to work with Squarespace in the future. That's basically what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm surprised Google gave up on any of their 5,000 companies. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they have a tendency to do that. It was kind of unfortunate. I actually really liked uh, Google domains. It was pretty easy. They had a lot of the, you know how like instead of .com, like there's like .zip, .mov. Yeah. Like, those yeah, are yeah. some of the more controversial ones, but they had like .tech and all the all the like endings so there's yeah a big selection to get from and they're pretty pretty affordable as long as you weren't trying to go for like apple.com or something crazy you know yeah i'm just i don't know i'm surprised they gave it up to be honest maybe was it not profitable or did they give a reason or it says efforts to sharpen our focus it's we need to keep cutting costs yeah. so we're selling businesses that we just finished you know okay building yeah. up but our next story though if y'all weren't aware reddit is recently trying to charge for their API and they've like made it really expensive. So there's a lot of oh, subreddits yeah. that have gone um, private recently. Well, a lot of the good ones I like, like the Linux master race and a few others like, but it's actually causing a lot of issues. Like Apollo is a, a third party app on the iOS, but because of this new API changes, it's going to make them have to pay $20 million a year. So mm -hmm. they said that we can't do that. So they're going to close down come what june 30th i think so i heard about this as well on on some reddit forums that i'm a part of what is i i never found a clear answer and then, to be honest i didn't look into it too hard but what is reddit's goal with this because it just seems like they're making the price astronomically high so that all these third-party like plugins and stuff can't use their their service which seems counterproductive <laughs> to be honest what what is like reddit's end goal well i think the end goal is just to make more money but there's a lot of like moderators and whatnot rely on these third-party tools to be able to efficiently like look at posts and moderate their subreddits sure but because of this api cost a lot of people are, are going private is kind of like a a strike or a walkout if you will like yeah. a protest yeah. um just because they're like if if we don't have these tools like our communities are just going to go to shambles you know it's not going to be a good place to have that open discussion like Reddit's known for. So my next story, it was all kind of sudden. And if you guys haven't heard, one of the um, torrent sites has recently closed down called RARBG. It's not because of any court action or DMCA request or anything like that. They, If you go to their website, they have a message there. And basically the whole team taking care of the site has decided to shut down. They um, reference COVID-19. And also the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which said had a lot of effects. They also mentioned uh, inflation as one of the problems. They just said it's it's becoming hard to pay the expenses because, you know, energy prices have risen in the region and whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of a big blow. It was, it was out of nowhere. 
Just one day you went to the site and they had a message saying, hey, we're closing shop. Thanks, Putin. <laughs> Add that to the list of war crimes. Yeah, that's why I use Yandex, man. Whoa, allegedly, in-game. In-game. <laughs> <laughs> so my first story that I have is there is a couple of uh, senators and representatives, I guess. I don't know who these people are, but um, U.S. senators, I should, I guess, specify. But they said that they are... Um, announcing a bill that they want to pass that would ban any AI from being used in any sort of uh, nuke launching capabilities. So they basically said they want to ban any and all uh, AI involvement without any sort of meaningful human control, which is probably a good idea. But uh, yeah, just with all the, the issues surrounding like GPT and uh, the issues surrounding a lot of the new like chatbots that have come up, people have been, you know, I guess kind of fearful of the mistakes that they can make and then kind of how some AIs view uh, <laughs> humanity and stuff like that as well. I guess they uh, it has scared the U.S. Um, Congress into trying to pass a law that would ban any uh, AI from being involved in anything nuclear. Um, so this wouldn't be everything nuclear, like if it was like nuclear energy or something like that. They said that it won't it won't completely take it out of the question, but it, it will not be able to run autonomously. It would have to have some sort of human control over it, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. If they're supporting it, if that's their take on it, I found another guy who runs his own website here adamantly disagrees with this <laughs> and because I wanted to find I wanted to find an argument against when I first found that, and I was like, I wonder if there are people who want this to happen. And sure enough, there is. And this guy says that his reasons for it are that AI can work much faster with more accuracy than a human can. And he also says that all the other countries, like the superpowers, according to him, obviously, I don't know if he knows what he's talking about or not, but he says the Russia... The Russians and Chinese have already integrated AI into their command and control systems. So if we fall behind, that means that we're going to get destroyed. Uh, so yeah, it's a little tongue in cheek because this is this is from 1945.com, um, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the rhetoric on the site is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I will put it in the description because we should hear both sides, but. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to err on the side of uh, AI not being involved in pushing the big red button. But I thought it was interesting that there are people who are all for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, speaking of AI, there's a lot of AI in the news. And um, I'll, I'll just briefly mention this one. But a lawyer used ChatGPT to prepare a court filing. And it went horribly wrong. And the ChatGPT actually, like, made up fake cases to use as precedent and all kinds of stuff like that. So, like, the judge is, like talking about taking away this guy's license and i've heard of other um, lawyers having to sign like a, a statement basically saying they're not going to use jet gpt to to do this just because it's causing so many issues you son of a bitch that was my next story oh well <laughs> maybe you can add some details i missed <laughs> so the, the one that i had was uh it was two lawyers from new york um in manhattan i don't know if that's the same uh story that you pulled up because yeah i i i was seeing several <laughs> several cases of this yeah i guess they said that they used uh, ChatGPT, like you said to basically write a case for them 
or at least help them do it and they said that it failed miserably um and they said that they were unaware their defense was that they were unaware that chat gpt could fabricate cases they thought they would only pull from what was on the internet and what was real which is in and of itself kind of an oxymoron but they did not think that it would actually make things up which is weird because they always say you know ignorance is not a defense so I think that argument's kind of bullshit, especially coming from lawyers. But it's a pretty, pretty funny story. <laughs> I think people wasn't are trusting in relation AI. to wasn't wasn't the whole like case in relation to some guy getting injured on like airplane? Correct. Correctly? Yes. Yeah. 2019. There was a flight, uh, Colombian airline for a 2019 flight uh, from Colombia, and yeah, he got injured somehow, and he hired these lawyers to you know, settled the case with the, the airline company and they came to court with a giant pile of nothing, I guess. <laughs> and they said that they, they obviously they were like, Oh, we sincerely apologize. We're embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting that people are trusting AI this much, especially people like lawyers, which in my mind are, you usually kind of question everything. If, if you're a lawyer going to court, uh, there's a lot on the line in that case. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Some people in this article said that Mr. Schwartz, which was one of the lawyers, uh, they said someone who barely does federal research chose to use this new technology. He thought he was dealing with a standard search engine, and what he was doing with, was playing with live ammo. So I think there was a lot of, uh, I guess, mistakes that were made. <laughs> so he thought he pulled up Google, I guess, and then started typing in ChatGPT. Yeah, maybe don't hire this uh, this lawyer. Um, yeah, maybe it sounds a little inconfident to me. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> He's like, e- Google email grandson. <laughs> Just spits out an <laughs> affidavit or whatever. He's like, oh, I can use this in court. <laughs> <laughs> but it does go to show how trusting, I guess, people are of ChatGPT. Because he did say he he didn't know that it could pull bogus stuff. So I I, I don't know if it's actually true that he thought it was a search engine i don't i don't really buy that one yeah that is that is pretty interesting how trusting people are especially with the i know there's been a lot of scrutiny over the snapchat ai the little like quote-unquote friend that you can talk to and stuff like that. i despise that thing uh yeah I, i hate it as well it is fun messing with it but it does say straight up that it will use uh use and store any data that you send to it Mm -hmm. which obviously Every company does it already, which is a fair point. Um, if you have a smartphone, uh, most smartphones, I'll say like 99% of them, that's already happening. I don't agree that that is a end-all, be-all argument. I think that there is a element of principle to it where it doesn't need to be integrated into everything, even though it is going on um, in, a, in a lot of places in our daily lives. I think there should be less of it, but that's my opinion. But yeah, that AI is really annoying i just hate that it's at the top and you can't get rid of it unless you pay money like yes i also agree with that so i can throw this one in here real quick um nvidia's nvidia's if i can say that properly um is yeah nvidia's they're the youtube privacy front end that basically like it kind of acts like a proxy but it strips out everything like the ads and all the javascript and all the crazy stuff that youtube has on tracking you Mm. um, and just provides you the video and the comments and stuff like that um, they actually got a what a cease and desist from YouTube saying they have seven days to end their operation. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, Nvidia is a piece of open source software. 
and they've even said that uh, we're not going to stop. We don't. And the main reason Google sent that was they claimed that Nvidia's was using the YouTube API, which they said they haven't used any of it, and they pretty much had to work from the ground up to pull information from YouTube. But so kind of like like FreeTube, like the other uh, alternatives. Well, so FreeTube is just a, uh, like an application. It can actually um, tie in with Invis- Nvidia's oh, to I see. like get the videos and whatnot. It does have a local API that it can use, but um, Nvidia's is like like the big thing out there for accessing YouTube without all the crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm definitely all for alternatives, especially for sites like YouTube. Like I, every time my like ad blocker or whatever will fail, and I'll open up YouTube, I always forget how disgusting <laughs> YouTube looks when it's unfiltered. <laughs> Like, oh, did you hear that they're, like, pushing 30-second ads on people now? Really? Like, unskippable? Yeah, like, they said they're trying to make it easier for, like, advertisers that are used to more of, like, a television-type commercial break. Oh, To advertise on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I use alternatives and blockers. I don't I don't have time for that. I only I only have an hour lunch break, okay? I'm not, <laughs> I can't watch hey, a hey, five-minute ad. <laughs> Calm down, Ryan. Don't get don't get uh, all riled up. Oh, I know it'll affect your heartburn. You know, you better have some tums ready. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that definitely drives me up a wall. Like, and I understand YouTube is quote unquote a free service. So if you're going to use it, I've heard plenty of people say just they deal with the ads because it's a free service and they don't want to like be charged or whatever. But to be honest, I would rather YouTube died and someone else took their place. Like, if I don't watch their ads, right, and YouTube goes to a fully paid site, I'm okay with that. Because a lot of people are going to jump ship and someone's going to fill a vacuum, right? Well, I don't know, because you saw what happened with Netflix when they implemented their um, their password sharing policy yeah. recently. They got, like, their stock went up, like, 200% or something because all the people were like, oh, I guess I can't share passwords. I guess I'll just buy a subscription. But is that going to last, though? I'm saying right now for Netflix, it kind of looks that way. Because, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Going off of stock value, because that could also be they're bringing in more money, right? Because, like, people can't share, so people might try it or whatever. But, like, once they finish their show that they're watching, personally, I doubt that it's going to stay that way. I think people are going to get tired of it. Because, like, most people, they pay the equivalent of, like, a cable bill in streaming services. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it because that's a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, a lot of people pay, like, 60, 50, 60 bucks a month just for different streaming services or more than that. Because they watch one show here, they watch one show there, blah, 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 or whatever. I wouldn't suggest that. I would do maybe a, you know, a round of each for, like, six months or something and then... move to the next one and finish a show i don't know i i think people are going to get real tired of that because i mean even even hulu like you pay for hulu and you still get ads and now you can't password share on netflix it depends on um which package you have on hulu well if you get the 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 cheapest package yeah then you still watch ads which to me is insane because you're paying for the service and you're getting ads it's like it's like having cable it's time is a flat circle Okay, (laughs) we're going back to cable, basically. Wait, time or the earth? Uh, Time, not the earth. Earth is shaped like a hot dog. Oh, true. Yeah. I thought it was like a donut. No, that was debunked. (laughs) (laughs) The hot dog theory stands. (laughs) Well, anyways, I got a story that'll 
real brief, but it'll make uh, me and Ryan, you know, just a little sad inside. So if you haven't known, Blue Microphones are the ones that make the Snowball and the Yeti. They were acquired by Logitech, what, around 2018? They've still been using the Blue label, you know, the... Um, the brand name for marketing yeah the brand that's what that's the word i was looking for yeah, yeah, yeah. as of recently logitech has announced that they're going to stop using the blue name and just use uh yeti as that's more recognizable, recognizable yeah. or something yeah i mean that that kind of makes sense i guess i don't know hey maybe that'll that'll up the value of my my microphone here gonna... yeah we got collector pieces yeah you know? I can, don't, I can... don't sell that I'm going to stop by uh, Reno and uh, pawn it off. But, so they're saying everything now, instead of being called the Blue Yeti, it's just going to be the Yeti. Or like they have the Yeti X. So instead yeah. of Blue Yeti X, it's going to be just Yeti X. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of understandable. I mean, I don't, I haven't had a whole lot of luck with Logitech products or their support. So we'll see how that goes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I, I did get a, a bad microphone, not a bad microphone, but I got a, a one that broke after like, a year or something like that, like back in the day. And I contacted uh, Blue and they, I mean, they, no questions asked, replaced it and stuff. It was out of warranty. I just emailed them and I was like, hey, this thing broke. Like, it's not really working. And they were kind of like, oh, no questions asked. Like, boop, nope, send it back. We'll send you a new one. They're like, we're better than that. I was like, okay, cool. So, I mean, I'm curious to kind of see if Logitech is going to carry that torch or if they're going to, in my opinion, do what Logitech usually does and kind of just act like a normal a uh, company who really doesn't like give a shit, but hey, man, mileage we're not gonna vary. we're gonna get demonetized if we keep swearing. From what? <laughs> Our YouTube overlords. What are you talking? Oh, about? hey, Susan's out. All right, she's gone. Oh, Big, you got a story on that? Big Mama Sue. I don't have a story on it, but I know she left. <laughs> Big Mama Pimp Sue left the CEO position of YouTube. She is on to bigger and worse things. Uh, she I, going to like MTV or something or? MTV. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I think that would be better things considering oh, okay. what she did with YouTube. Another story I just wanted to quickly throw in there. Um, Western Digital has a bunch of people up in arms lately because their Red Series drives, which are NAS drives, if you have like a Synology NAS, in the smart reporting, it'll automatically throw up an alert if the drive has been on for three years. And it'll pop up a message saying, uh, the drive has accumulated a large number of power on hours the entire uh, throughout the entire life of the drive. Please consider to replace the drive soon. So a lot of people are getting up in arms because three years really isn't that long of a time. Like hard drives can easily do five, even eight years sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, and so a lot of people are saying this is just a, a way that Western Digital can scare their um, customers. And you kind of use predatory tactics to get them to sell more hard drives and have people buy them. I mean... I mean, but you can you can test the hard drive though, and you can see you if can. it's lying or if it's yeah. It's just so the smart reporting it it looks at a bunch of different things. Like it looks at sectors and um, yeah, you know, all, all kinds of stuff on the drive. And it just is just one of the things that uh, Western Digital put in there. It's specific towards their uh, digital device analytics tool, mm-hmm. and the reason it's mainly affecting Synology is Synology has that built in, so that's why they're getting these. They say on QNAP oh. and other NAS devices. You're not really seeing this pop up. Gotcha. But gotcha. Okay. It could it could be implemented on QNAPs in the future, so it it could start scaring more people eventually. If you're the average person, right, and you see that pop up on your machine, are you actually going to go out and drop 
more money on a drive or are you just going to be like, eh, I'll keep a backup well, and then I'll just use it till it dies. Well, in this article, they say um, there were some business customers that saw the warning and immediately went and go bought a drive just because they didn't, they were afraid of losing uh, important business records. Really? Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. That's actually kind of surprising, I guess. I would think the normal, the average person would just like, oh, okay, well, I'll back it up in case it dies, but like, I'm not going to go out and buy, especially a, a, maybe a company, because that's that's a lot of money if you have that much storage in your. I'm I'm still going on almost what nine years on my. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the brand of it, but I'm going on about like eight years on that one, and it's it works fine. There's zero issue. Then. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know, worry. Drives about it. drives can have a really long life. Yeah, um, they're made well. They people people are just. Time. They're just questioning uh, Western Digital at this moment because they've also done some other shady stuff with their NAS drives. Like in the past, they quietly introduced them with um, it's called S- SMR, the single, the shingled magnetic recording instead of CMR, which is a standard one, hmm. and it caused a bunch of issues with like read and write speeds on these NAS drives, and so they eventually had to um, bring it back and. But so a lot of people are just saying, "Hey, Western Digital, you, I mean, you keep messing up. We're we're just not going to recommend you." Like, there's a couple YouTubers out there that are like, "Hey, we're just for the foreseeable future, we just can't recommend Western Digital. They got to get their act together." Okay, so like a little pseudo boycott. Yeah. Is it that egregious? <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not under understanding it fully, but it just seems like they're they're just trying to cover their asses. Like this will pop up after three years. I mean, it's it's dumb. No, no. So it, it pops up immediately after three years of just being turned on. It's not every three years. It, it stays on after that point. Oh, I see. Well, that would be yeah. really annoying. I Yeah, I would understand that. <laughs> I thought it just popped up and it was like, hit OK to accept. You might want to replace your drives. And then you just hit no, OK. It shows up as like a warning. So like that's why they're saying oh, it's kind of predatory on okay. how it looks. Yeah. I, I'm understanding now. Okay. So it's coming up like it's a, like it's airing out, like, hey, you need to change this or I'm going to die. That's what the article makes it sound like. I actually okay. I haven't seen it in person, but like the activate Windows thing, if you don't pay for Windows, <laughs> <laughs> which there are programs to remove that. Just, you know, can't you just modify the registry or. Yeah, but no one wants to mess with registry. I mean, the registry is so fun. As long as you make a backup, you're good. Yeah, but no one wants to do that. There's so many keys, so many little switches and values. No one wants to deal with that. Look, you just change it from a zero to a one, you know. Exactly, and then brick your computer. <laughs> and who needs Windows anyway? <laughs> I remember so many times when I when I was uh, when I was younger and had my first laptop. I w- I was trying to I I don't know. I got a bunch of games that I did not exchange currency for, and a couple of them. Or like in the instructions. Is that an omission of a crime? Is that what? No, it is? no, no. In game, in game. Oh, um, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, and um, <laughs> and some of the instructions were like, "Hey, you got to change this reg key, and it has to say this, this, and this." <laughs> and I remember so many times going in there, and I would like put in the wrong thing, or I would mess it up, and but yeah, and I would boot up my computer, and then it would like have all kinds of wonky errors and stuff stopped working. Granted, this could be virus from said software, but um, I'm pretty sure it was me messing around in RegEdit. <laughs> so I would like 
freak out and have to go back and reg edit and I'll like just wipe everything put it back the way it was reset everything <laughs> I don't need this game that bad I'm sorry <laughs> man that's unfortunate man what, what were you using like LimeWire I did I allegedly I did use LimeWire back in the day yeah and the, I, I quickly learned that a four gig song is not a thing it <laughs> man but it's that it's that uncompressed, that lost, lossless Kodak, you know. Like. No, I don't think I don't think that was what LimeWire was pushing out most of the time. I got very good at looking at the like file properties of something and seeing what it was doing and seeing how big it was. And be like, mm. hey, I love that MichaelJackson.exe. That's my favorite. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you download that one all the time. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah, but no, it was a. Uh, yeah, LimeWire was a big one. The other sites. I'm saying there was Napster, but that might have been before your time. I think that was before both our times. Hey, man, I was back in the 80s with the BBSs. I was a sysop on my uh, TRS-80. Like, oh. it was great. All the Commodore <laughs> users would try to connect to my BBS, and they had issues. because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had, man, Radio Shack was good back in the day. TRS all the way. <laughs> TRS-80, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> or or there's the VIC-20. The VIC-20 was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Commodore. I think there was a 128 Commodore as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, the Dreamcast. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a whole another rabbit hole. I don't know if you want that on this episode. <laughs> Dreamcast was trash. That was the future. <clears throat> yeah. You can thank every every console has to thank the Dreamcast for what it's. There doing. was like six games. What are you talking? about? There's like 600 <laughs> games. <laughs> Compared to the other consoles, uh, are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's look up market look, shares. Yeah, look at all the J dating uh, games on uh, the Dreamcast. J date? Who plays that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shinmu though. Is that why you want a Dreamcast? Is that why you? No, have no, no. 60 there, of man, them there's look. Bedroom? There's Sonic Adventure, Hydro Thunder. Oh, Fantasy Star Online. You can't Trash. forget about that. There's Star Trash. Lancer, Out Trigger. Trash. I mean, you're just toxic. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> now the Sega Genesis. Now that was that was a console. The Atari Jaguar. That was a console. That was a sleek looking console. Yeah, but it was, it was garbage. <laughs> no, it was that was pretty good. The Jaguar. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Atari, there's actually an article here. Um, a company called Atari, loosely related to its original company, but not really after so many acquisitions and whatnot. Yeah. They're actually releasing a brand new Atari 2600 cartridge this year with a game called Mr. Run and Jump. <laughs> Apparently this Mr. Run and Jump is coming to like PCs and all the major game consoles, but they decided to release a very primitive version of the game just for the Atari 2600. Mr. Run and Jump. Oh, so it's okay. So it's like a 2D platformer, like a neon platformer. Is this is this what I'm looking at? I'm only um I've only looked at the picture of the actual Atari version, which shows like five pixels doing stuff. <laughs> oh, is this a remaster or is this like a brand no, they, new game? Yeah. So Mr. Run and Jump, like it's on Steam, but they said for the 2600 they're releasing a permanent version that can run on the old console. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, that's some pixels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for any for any old farts out there, there, there you go. Hey, man, you just we start going down the rabbit hole, so I figured it's a perfect time to slip that one in. No, that that's a that's a good shout. Yeah, pre-orders begin July thirty first for fifty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Fifty nine dollars. Oh, for the console. For the cartridge. For the cartridge. 
That's what for the saying. game. Yes. 50, 60 bucks. So a triple A price for what twelve? Pixels? It's a limited edition, so I imagine they don't have the economy at scales working on their side. But all right. Hey, well, look on their website. It says you can pay in four interest free installments of fourteen nine, uh, fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should be a car. Hey, they're assembled in the U.S. and made with new high quality materials. Right? Ooh, new high quality. What materials are those? Oh, probably asbestos, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, it's probably just some ABS or plastic. It's <laughs> <laughs> just recycled water bottles. Probably. <laughs> but they do state this is the first time a game has a cartridge has launched I mean, since 1990. Yeah, I I will give them that before people get angry. That that would be I guess a a pretty big milestone. I mean, I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it, I don't think, but maybe pay 60 bucks now and then save it and sell it. You know, 50 years from now, maybe? Yeah, 200 years? That's going to be like a million dollars. Yeah, if you don't want to be alive to spend the profits. Well, then plus inflation will probably make it worth like $2, but... Yeah, true. But yeah, that can be your... uh, That can be a family heirloom. That can be your your kid's college fund right there. 60 bucks to send your kids to Harvard. That's a pretty good deal. We do not offer financial advice. Please consult (laughs) with a financial professional. No, we do. It just may not work out for you <laughs> i mean that that's any broker right that's any that's any financial advisor it yeah, can but, advise you but, our, but you don't have fiduciary shit, responsibility to our uh... fiduciary all right elon musk calm down <laughs> <laughs> no we can give advice all day on finances Just man have so you, you heard know. about um apple's ar like VR headset? Oh, yeah. It looks like trash. The Vision Pro? Freaking, it kind of looks sleek. What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> I do think it's weird that the eyes show through. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that. That's yeah. the reason I find it very creepy. Like, I but do not... with the, the glass, it looks pretty clean. Uh, really? It is kind of expensive. though. I think they're trying to sell it for like $3,500. <laughs> yeah, it's four, so it's four grand with tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't... No, I don't... Uh, I don't like it. First of all, it's wired, which is crazy, because what are you gonna sit on your couch and just project your phone in front of you with a wire that you gotta stay connected to? That's not a good deal. No, it's it's all built in. The wire's only for uh, uh, the battery, so you put the battery in your pocket. You put the battery in your pocket. Yeah. Okay. Because the headset's already so heavy, so they didn't want to put any more weight on it. So it looks like you're carrying a Walkman around. Hey, man. Like you said, time's a flat circle. <laughs> Here, back again. <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks interesting from what the reviewers are saying. Obviously, I didn't touch it in person, but it does look kind of interesting. Obviously, I'm not going to buy it at that price point. No, absolutely not. But it, it might help push the envelope. Well, they did say they're going to they're gonna come out with a cheaper version in like two years but i don't know if they're just banking on sales doing really well right now so that they can produce it for cheaper or if they're like working out a deal with a sweatshop or something you know moving a sweat lo- sweatshop location maybe to a, a less restrictive country than china and then then it'll be cheaper then everyone can buy it <laughs> i just think it's you know development so like they're still trying it's a, to work it's it a out because cool i proof think of, there's like concept it's a cool proof. There's like over like 12 sensors on there. If I remember correctly, like there's IR cameras, there's normal cameras, there's 
Like you don't even have to use like a remote. Like you ever use the Oculus, you know, have to, you have to use a remote. Yeah, sure. Well, all these cameras, they can detect you just like using your fingers. Like you act like you're uh, doing a pinch. Yeah. And that's how you click. Don't get me wrong. It's a cool idea. It's a very good proof of concept. And I'm glad that Apple made it, but I also think it's kind of dumb and it looks ugly. I think it looks kind of sleek, but maybe our opinions are different. I, I wonder how this is going to work out. I wonder if uh, our favorite guy, Mark Zuckerberg and Meta, I wonder what they're going to do, see if they can partner with Apple. Oh, I don't think he's going to partner with Apple at all. Well, there, there, there will at least be an app for sure. I mean, maybe, but like he does not play well with other companies from what I've seen. He wants to do everything his way, and I don't think he wants any advice on how to do it. Because, I mean, he still has the final say in Meta. That's why they're put, investing billions of dollars in Meta. You think a board is going to, is gonna like, sign off on that? Hell no. No, no, no. I don't mean, like, like collaborate like that. I just wonder, like, because, you know, obviously they did this whole Metaverse thing. Yeah. Because they thought it was the new frontier of technology. Yeah. Well, now that Apple's actually coming out with a a pretty good VR headset that a lot of people are just saying is probably the best right now when you consider all of its features. Yeah. I wonder how all that's going to integrate. Yeah, I guess guess that could be more of an option. I thought you were talking about them, like, collabing together to, like, create a new, like, metasphere or something like that. Oh, no, no. I was like, I don't think. I don't think Marky Mark's going to go for that. Yeah, I guess that would be, yeah, if they could if they could host the, uh, or connect to the metaverse through the AR, and if it was better than their, the giant goggles that they have, yeah, maybe that would be a little better. Again, I'm, I'm glad Apple did it, because it is a very good proof of concept, but I just hope another, a different company kind of takes up the torch and makes it better and cheaper. Go to a cheaper sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. This is not uh, controversial or anything. Every, everyone knows that Apple has sweatshops. Okay. Well, we, we could just call it um, maybe like exploited labor. I think that might be a better term. Exploited um, labor. Because like, or, or, or something. I'm trying to think of Slaves. a more, uh, well, is that more kind polit- of. Are you trying to be more politically correct or more accurate? I'm just trying to use less... Less a, a more pleasing word. A more you know? pleasing <laughs> word. Oh, okay. Um, a disadvantage. Well, because we already workforce. know. <laughs> exactly. Because like you, no. Do you remember the story? What was it like? Uh, when the iPhone first started coming out, mm-hmm. uh, they partnered with Foxconn, and I, th- I think they still do partner with them. But they have these suicide nets around the building because people would just jump off the top oh, of yeah. the building. Yeah, like don't this, get me wrong. Yeah, these people are in bad conditions. But yeah, this is just... not a new thing. <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything controversial here. People, and if you don't know, Apple absolutely does have uh, sweatshops that they utilize. They may not own them, but they definitely utilize them, as do many tech companies. But yeah, this this has been a known thing for a while, and people just kind of don't care. Just know, everyone, all your modern day luxuries are built off of someone else's pain and suffering. I mean, yeah, that's true. And some of it I'm okay with, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think we're going to have to wrap it up here. If you want to hear our After Dark uh, episodes, please let us know. Maybe we'll, we'll consider actually airing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to modulate our voices on the, on the After Dark episodes. <laughs> I'll sound like that. Have you have you seen that chemistry guy on YouTube? His name is Nerd Rage. No. Yeah, he like he has like a super artificially deep voice, 
Um, oh my goodness. It's because he's trying to hide like his actual voice. I wonder how accurate that or how good that is at actually masking your voice. Because can't you just like demodulate it? Isn't there programs for I, I that? There might be. I'm not aware of anything at the moment, but I've never actually looked that deep into it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're happy to be back. Maybe we'll make another episode. I don't know. Depends. We should do like an AI episode. And there's a lot of AI news recently that we didn't touch on. There is a lot of AI news, actually. Yeah. There's been AI explosion the past, like, I don't know, at least the past year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.